it feels like I'm multiplying time and that's a game changer. You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. I always love the end of the year recaps that podcast hosts do, or you used to be able to find blog posts with like, end of the year recaps. They probably still exist, but people are blogging less and less, so I don't see them as much. And I always think, oh my gosh, I should have done that. But it's, you know, usually kind of after the fact and I missed the boat. And this year I didn't want to miss the boat. I wanted the opportunity to sit down and really look over the previous year and identify the wins, identify the struggles, and just kind of set the stage for what's next when it comes to my businesses. So that's what we're doing today. So to start this recap, I went through my Google Calendar, which is my ride or die. Everything is in Google Calendar. And I just kind of reminded myself of what all has happened this year. And first of all, this year went so fast. And I I think that every year, and I'm sure that especially as my kids get older, it's just going to be more and more like prevalent. But this year went so fast. Like, I was thinking back to what January looked like. I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember so specifically sitting at our kitchen table in January, outlining my plans for like white space throughout the year and what like my content was going to look like. And that was almost a full year ago, which is insane to me. So I am going to talk about things from all different areas of business, which might be photography, it might be coaching, white space, the podcast. I'm not going to talk about a ton of personal stuff, but just on the personal front, we had a really, really good year. My kids are at such fun ages. We were able to take really fun trips and spend time together as a family, and I'm hoping for a lot more of that next year as well. And a lot of the stuff that I'm going to talk about from a business perspective is hopefully going to set me up so I can really focus on my family and those relationships that are so important to me and get my business kind of operating in tip-top shape with less work from me. That's always the dream, right? I always do my headshot and brand mini session day in January, and I had a record-setting mini session day last year. Previously, I did a podcast episode about making $5,000 in one day with mini sessions, and my goal this year was to surpass that, and I did. I had a $7,000 mini session day. I'm so proud of that. I'm really, I really want to go for 10,000 in 2024. However, that would probably mean adding on another like half day. And I don't necessarily want to do that. So we'll see what that goal ends up being. But I was really, really happy with 7,000. I also emceed the Go Red for Women event. That's an organization that I got involved with about, probably about a year ago at this time. And I joined the board, was eventually asked to MC, and then I was later asked to co-chair. So that was a huge win in my business life that's maybe a little bit more offline. Philanthropy is really important to me, and I'm sure that it's an area where I could do better, but I really try to be as involved as I can with organizations that mean a lot to me, and the American Heart Association and Go Red for Women is one of those. So being asked to co-chair is really exciting. 
I also spoke at the Reset Conference. This was, I think, the third time that I've spoken at that conference. I love this conference. It's one of the events that I look forward to most every year. I have met some of my absolute favorite people at this conference, whether they are like friends of mine that have been on this podcast or people that have become clients. I just am so thankful for this conference and this group of people. I also did my first mentorship at the Reset Conference. So I spoke and then I also did a mentorship. It was the first time that I had done that. And I met some really fantastic people, some of whom became clients in the next round of rebrand. So I always love it when that happens. At Reset, I started using an automation tool that I'm still using and has definitely become part of my tech stack, and that is ManyChat. So you might have noticed in my content this year, if you follow me on Instagram, that I will tell people to comment a certain word and then I will send them a DM. And that is part of an automation from a tool called ManyChat, M-A-N-Y chat. I'll link that in the show notes. I love this tool. I think I signed up for an annual subscription pretty much on the spot. It makes automation super easy to set up and it also just makes things a lot easier because you're automating some of those messages. I am so lucky to have a really engaged community on Instagram and I answer all my DMs and all of my comments and I want to keep doing that but it can become a lot and so having an automation tool like ManyChat allows me to make sure that every time someone sends me a message that they want information on something whether it's an affiliate code that I have, a discount code, information on a program that I'm running, information on an event that I'm hosting, whatever it might be, I know for a fact that they're getting the correct information and I don't have to do a whole lot to manage it. So I really love that tool. Around that same time, I also booked my largest project ever. It's also one of the simplest projects I have ever done. And that was such a great way to end the first quarter of 2023, realizing that I don't have to be working hard, quote unquote, to make a lot of money. I think that that's something that I'm constantly unlearning. I need to be doing really excellent work and um, I need to be marketing to the right people and making sure my experience is great and all of those things. But it doesn't necessarily have to be hard work that feels like I am just killing myself to make a buck. So this was really exciting and I'm really just thrilled with this partnership. They continue to be a client and I have really enjoyed working with them. So that was very exciting. This is an interesting one. I kind of locked down my screen limits this year. I talked about this a little bit on social media and I'm considering this a win with like an asterisk because there were times of the year that I was not great about my screen limits. But when I was good about them, it was a win. I had screen limit set up. So my husband had the password. Obviously I could get it from him if I wanted, but I most of the time, like I simply do not need to be scrolling on Instagram for as long as I was. And so my husband set up screen limit on my phone and that worked so well. When my screen limit was up, it was up and that was great. I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit more when we talk about struggles, but when it worked well, it worked really well. <laughs> Um, I had a one-on-one -on -one with my business coach in Louisville. I also flew first class for the first time when I went to meet her in Louisville. This was something that she challenged me with, like really going into this trip like million dollar Maddie, like what kind of choices 
would Million Dollar Maddie be making and what things would she be doing and how would she dress? And this prompt, I've honestly thought about it all year. I don't really mention this because like I said, I wanted to focus more on the business side of things, but I suppose this is about my brand. So that's the business side of things too. I have had a bigger focus this year on my own personal style. I got my colors done last year and then I got my style done. I think it was earlier this year. And it's been so helpful in understanding what I like and what looks best on me and what colors look really powerful on me and really how I can use my own sense of style to continue developing my personal brand. So I loved that prompt from my business coach and it's something that I've really carried with me through the entire year and something that I'm, I'm still thinking about and is probably like I haven't really sat down to think about goals quite yet for next year um, aside from kind of some really big picture things but continuing to really figure out and hone my personal style I would say is a pretty it's a big goal of mine I'm not I guess I'm not gonna say it's a pretty big goal it's a big goal of mine it's something that I have found so much fun and excitement in and it's an area of personal branding that I haven't really explored before I mean I spent the majority of my 20s pregnant and going from a very corporate job to an agency job to working from home. So like my style was all over the place for so many reasons. And now I feel a lot more at home in my style, but also a little bit lost. And that's been a really exciting challenge. So that's kind of a bonus one. I didn't write that down on my list, but honestly, that was a really big part of this year and will probably continue to be a big part of next year too. So anyway, that was the prompt that she gave me. And I decided that Million Dollar Maddie was going to fly first class. And I went into it thinking that, oh, this is going to be no big deal. Like first class, you know, who cares? I care. Turns out I love first class. I haven't done it since. But every time I fly, I look at the first class people and I'm like, yeah, like that's my vibe. I, I am a good first class person. So more first class in 2024. I also saw Taylor Swift live for the first time. I know I said I wasn't going to talk about personal stuff, but like this transcends personal. This is everything. This is seeing Taylor Allison Swift live and in concert for the Eras Tour. Are you kidding me? This was the best. Was it the best day of my life? It was for sure top five. It was for, it was easily top five because I am married and I have three children. So like that's four. It was for sure top five. It was amazing. It was the best day ever. It was so fun. Like the whole day getting dressed up and going to have drinks and like doing my hair fun and basically wearing a costume and then just like screaming and dancing and crying. And oh, it was the best. It was the best. And I really want to go again in 2024. So if anyone has a hookup on tickets, (laughs) just let me know. I've not had great luck so far. But that was, that was a true highlight of 2024. Um, while I was in the airport, like having my first high noon ready to go see Taylor, I actually got an email from the Reset Conference that my talk that I had submitted got accepted and I was going to be able to speak next year, 2024, at the Reset Conference again. And my topic was about Taylor Swift and building a personal brand the Taylor Swift way. And I just thought that that was such cool timing. So I couldn't share that right then, 
But it was such fun timing to be in the airport wearing my cruel summer t-shirt ready to take off to go see Taylor and to get an email that my talk got accepted and I was going to be speaking the following April all about Taylor Swift at the Reset Conference. So that was really fun. While I was in Denver for the Taylor Swift concert, I also did a brand session. This was awesome and really made me realize that I need to do more sessions on location. I'm in this weird time of life right now where I have quite a bit, it's gotten better, but I have quite a bit of travel anxiety when it comes to leaving my kids. My husband is fine. Like he's fully capable. He doesn't care. He's like pushing me out the door. But I just, I have a lot of anxiety traveling and being away from them. Even though once I'm gone, everything is fine. So I've been trying to kind of navigate that with my desire to shoot in different locations because I find that creatively it's just so fulfilling and so fun. And maybe it's something that I do more of as my kids get older. I don't know. But that was a really, really fun way to kick off that trip. I got to shoot at a studio that I've been wanting to shoot at. And honestly, that really inspired what's happening with White Space, which I will talk about in a second. And yeah, it was just, it was such a fun way to kick off the trip. I met the client that I shot for that session was so incredible. And like, we just hit it off right away. And I really connected with her and we've stayed connected on social media. It was, it was just a really, it was a great weekend. Can you tell? It was such a good weekend. I loved that Denver trip. I also hired an associate photographer this year. I technically have been working with two associate photographers. Um, I've been working with one who has been doing a lot of smaller headshot projects for me. That's been phenomenal. I have a couple of clients that are essentially on retainer for headshots, and they um, don't give me a ton of notice when they need headshots, and that was becoming increasingly difficult with my schedule. And you guys know I also don't super love leaving the house for just one headshot. I'm trying to stack sessions if I can. And it's harder to do that with, you know, a week's notice. And so I have pulled in an associate to help out with that. And it's just, that's going so well. I pinch myself with how well that's going. And it's resulted in like a deeper friendship with this person. And it's just been really, really cool. Um, And then I have another associate who's mostly been doing some events for me. And I can see that continuing too. That's going really well. It's been Something that I didn't realize I wanted or even really needed, I've always looked at associate photographer models and thought, well, that's great for that person, but that wouldn't work for me. And the older that I get, the more that I have this desire to pull myself out of my own brand a little bit. I know that that sounds weird from the girl who can't shut up about personal branding, and I still am that way. However, It's nice to be able to duplicate myself when I can and being able to hire associate photographers who have a very similar eye to what I have. I can still edit the photos. I can still do client communication, but they can take the actual photo and then send it to me to be edited. It feels like I'm multiplying time and that's a game changer. We also made the new white space dream officially official. This has been something that I've, I think I've kind of teased this in past episodes because it's been on the radar for probably two years. I think that was about the time that I went to my realtor about it. And then 
I would say for the last year, it's been, okay, this is probably happening, but we're not 100% sure. And then just in the past like month, it's been officially official. I have signed the contract. We've got concrete. We've got walls going up as of this afternoon. So I'm so thrilled about this. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I have a studio space called White Space. And we are moving locations, building a new location. It is going to be a building that is built to be a photography studio, which I know sounds like, well, duh, but there are actually a lot of studios that are just kind of put into buildings and it's retrofitted to be a photography studio. That's what white space has been up until this point. And it's totally worked, but you know, you run into issues where you're like, okay, yeah, this was built to be a photography studio, like we wouldn't be having this problem. And now we get to do that. So I'm really thrilled about this. It feels like, it feels like a big deal. It feels like a big moment. Um, You know, it's, it's certainly, it's more money that we're spending on a lease and that we're kind of putting our name on the line for. I say we, because my husband is my partner with White Space. So it was a scary thing to commit to. So I went to my realtor, like I said, probably two years ago and said, hey, this is the idea that I have for the next white space when we're done with our current space, when our lease is up, this is what I want. And it doesn't really exist around here because there are so many things that I love about my current space and I will be sad to leave it. Like I love that it feels partially industrial with the really tall ceilings and kind of exposed like HVAC and beams and like that's so cool but it also has a commercial feel to it. And that was what I wanted, but like kicked up a notch in a new space. And so I took these ideas to him and it was literally just like a brain dump of this is what I want. And fast forward a year and a half, he came to me, my realtor came to me with a builder, literally with the build out, the exact build out that I asked for. And I was looking for a reason to say no, and because that would be easiest, right? Like it would be easiest if there was a reason to say no, like, oh, it's too much money or we can't make that work or whatever. And I'm like, no, we can totally make this work. We can make this work. Like this is scary, but we can make this work. And my husband was more scared than I was, which is typical in our relationship and in our businesses. And I remember standing in the bathroom and like walking him, like pitching him, like walking him through the numbers and this is what I'm going to do and this is what I know we can accomplish. And like, then there you go, like I figured it out. And he was like, yeah, okay, you're right. If, yeah, if you think that's, a, if you think we can do that, let's, let's do it. I was like, oh God, <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? Uh, but anyway, you know, fast forward a couple months and I've signed on the dotted line and things are happening and it's going to be such a great fit, not only for my brand, but most importantly for the other photographers that shoot in the space. There are such amazing photography studios in my area and yet this one is going to be really unique. So I'm, I'm excited about that. I can't wait until we have more of a physical space to be able to show people because right now it's just a lot of dreams in my head, but it's happening and I'm pumped. You're probably delivering galleries that have too many photos of your client looking at the camera and smiling. A personal brand photography session is so much more than a gallery of headshots. 
a good brand session should leave your client with a library of images thoughtfully curated to grow their business. These aren't just pretty photos. They're pretty with a purpose. Brand sessions aren't just a million photos of your client's face, as beautiful as they may be. Galleries should be diverse and showcase not just the person behind the brand, but all the things that make up their business. This is how you create brand sessions that can really be put to work and not just collect dust in the cloud when they change their hairstyle. If you want clients who use their images and sing your praises from the roof, download my ultimate personal brand session shot list. This list covers the 10 images you should be getting at every session, plus a bonus concept that will have your clients so thrilled they have to tell all their friends, which means more business referred your way. You can grab the checklist at maddiepashong.com slash shotlist. That's maddiepashong.com slash shotlist. This fall, I had a really successful rebrand launch. I won't get super into it on this episode because I've talked about it on previous episodes where I talked about just the rebrand launch and how that went and the nitty gritty numbers, all that kind of stuff. But really successful launch. I had 18 people. My goal was 20. Uh, That was the closest I've ever gotten to 20. And it felt so much easier than last time. There were a lot of reasons for that. And I go over that in the other episode. I'll link that in the show notes. But I was just really, really pleased with this launch. And as we close out 2023, I'm starting to think about my first launch of 2024. And I'm genuinely excited about it because I think a lot of the pieces that I put in place in 2023 are really going to help 2024 launches. So, so loved how well the rebrand launch went. And then this is insane. (laughs) I honestly thought that I was going to say in this episode that I am once again, not hitting the goal that I set for gross revenue like two years ago, just because I've gotten this close, like for two years now, I think two, possibly three years. It's been a while. Oh no, 2020. Okay. Yeah. So for two years now I had this goal and just like almost hit it. And I thought that it was going to be the same this year. That's what I was kind of planning on. And that's going to be okay because I know I will hit it next year. And I was just going through my numbers and like, oh my God, I'm like $8,000 away from hitting this goal. And I'm recording this episode at the end of November. So I am on track to actually hit the goal that I set two years ago, which is such a good feeling. If you have set monetary goals in business, which hello, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you have, you know that there have probably been goals that you've set that you've crushed. I've experienced that. And there have been goals that you've set that it just feels like you can't quite get there. And that has been this number for me. Like, I just can't break past this effing number. And when I was doing, when I was pulling all the numbers together today, I was shocked at how close I am and that I will, I'll hit it. Like, I will do it. So that's, that's really exciting. Drink every time I say exciting on this podcast. (laughs) Jeez, you can tell we're talking about wins right now. I'm very excited. I'm an excitable gal. Anyway, I, I'm pumped about that. Like that feels like such a big wall that I'm kind of breaking through and getting past. And it just gets me, let's use a different word. It gets me pumped. Now we're using pump too much. Oh my gosh. I am really looking forward to what 2024 holds. And 
I'm excited to be able to set a new freaking goal because I'm sick of the one that I've been setting. Like I'm sick of it. I want a new goal. We're done. So that's, that's amazing. Like that really, this has been such a good, this has been such a good year. Like if it's not clear and we're going to talk about struggles here in a second and those certainly existed, but 2020 one and 2022 were some of the hardest years in my personal life. They were some of the hardest years in business. They were just hard. Like it felt like an uphill climb, especially 2021. And this year, it doesn't feel like I'm coasting is a bad word, but it doesn't quite feel like I've, you know, when you get to the mountain and then you can kind of like slide down, it doesn't quite feel like we're there yet. And I mean, you know, you're never really there, but just stick with me for a second. But I do feel like next year is going to be that much easier and breezier because of the work that I put in this year. I was already starting to feel that really compound in 2023. And so I I know that that's just going to continue in 2024. So anyway... I'm very proud of that and I'm excited to never think about that number again (laughs) because I'm done with it. Okay, let's talk about struggles. I just spent like 30 minutes talking about all the good stuff that happened in my business and honestly, it was a great year. It deserves 30 minutes, but there were plenty of struggles this year too. Um, Navigating difficult client situations. So I had a really difficult client situation last year. I have like, briefly mentioned this on the podcast because I'm not going to go into the details of it. Um, But that really threw off my confidence for a long time. And I had another situation this year that was weirder (laughs) and much lower scale, like lower risk, but still a, a blow to my ego, a blow to my confidence. And it sucked. And yet, I think because of the situation from last year, I was able to get past it a lot faster. Um, I ultimately ended up, I was just talking about this in an Instagram post. So if you're interested, you can read a little bit about it there. Um, It's a post from November 21st, I believe. But ultimately, I ended up refunding this client, even though I didn't have to. And I was very much within my rights to not, but I just wanted to never talk to her again. (laughs) And that situation all difficult client situations, honestly, once I'm out of them and I'm able to kind of have that 10,000 foot overview, I am really thankful for difficult client situations. And I know that sounds like so cheesy and lame, but all of the difficult client situations that I have had, I have learned something from. Sometimes it's that people are having a bad day and they're going to take it out on you. Like sometimes that's what I'm learning. But also sometimes there are genuine holes and issues in my process and I am not seeing them. And it takes a really shitty client situation for me to be painfully aware of any issues that I have. So anyway, had a crappy situation earlier this year. It's absolutely fine now. I was able to get past it, I think, because of the resilience that I have built over the years. And ultimately, um, while it's never fun, I am thankful for those in retrospect because they shed light on stuff that I don't want to be issues in my business going forward. One of the biggest themes of this year is that as my business 
is maturing and I'm making more money and having like have more profit, I also need to become more mature when it comes to my finances. <sighs> this is an interesting one. Honestly, like I just, I, I haven't been planning ahead well enough when it comes to finances and that needs to stop. I am lucky enough to be making too much money to be able to get away with that any longer. So that's a huge goal for 2024 is to like put on my big girl pants and suck it up and like, you know, do the things that make me uncomfortable or I'm going to end up shooting myself in the foot at some point, probably sooner than later. So that was a struggle this year, just like getting my arms around what it looks like to manage a business like this. And I'm getting there, but that was a struggle. Okay, bringing back screen limits. So there were times of the year that screen limits were great and there were times of the year that it sucked. So that's just something that I'm very aware of going into 2024. I don't know that I will do the hardcore my husband has my password thing in 2024. Maybe if I need like a really solid reset. I do feel like in the season I'm in right now, I've gotten better about the mindless scrolling, but there are still times that I notice myself doing it that I don't need to be doing it. One of the habits that I have tried to replace that mindless scrolling with is reading. I love reading. I loved reading as a kid and as a teenager. And then, you know, when you spend your 20s having babies, like you're not reading when you're up nursing at midnight, you're scrolling your phone. And so that was just kind of that that got replaced. And now I'm trying to replace it again. So I've been reading a lot more. I had a goal to read like 40 or 50 books this year. I think I'm going to be a little shy because there were a couple months of this summer that I just wasn't really reading. But yeah, more reading, less scrolling, less screen time. When, when that is going well, it's fantastic. Like I love that routine. But damn, it's just so easy to fall into the scroll. So definitely something that I'm aware of going into next year. The podcast was a struggle in 2023, but not in the ways that you might expect. I hired a podcast like production company, editing company, gosh, well, I think over a year ago now, and I have been working with them. That's going so well. Like they, working with an outside company makes it so I have to, you know, I have deadlines now. Like I'm not just holding myself accountable. I have to get the stuff done so other people can do their job. And when you have a lot of irons in the fire, as many business owners do, that outside pressure and those deadlines have been really crucial. So that has been wonderful. It also is so nice to have someone else looking at the data of the podcast and explaining it to me and telling me, um, you know, where I can maybe grow, where opportunities are. That's been great. The thing that has not been great is that I noticed this year that my podcast topics are too disconnected from the other parts of my business. I have a tendency to just go a little willy-nilly on the podcast and not talk about things that are specific to the niche that I've really honed on social media. And so then I find myself not really posting and using podcast content as content because it doesn't really match up. Well, that's an utter waste of time. Like my podcast content should be making it so I'm working smarter, not harder when it comes to other content in my business. So I have already started looking at podcast content for 2024 
and trying to be more aware of, okay, what are the things I'm already talking about on social media or in rebrand or when I'm coaching individually? And how can I bring those topics onto the podcast so that content can just kind of live everywhere? And I'm really excited about this change. It's making me really use my brain muscles. But I know that once I get started with it, everything is going to be so much easier. So I'm excited about that. I had a taste of that this year because during every rebrand launch, I would do podcast blitzes and create podcasts that then also became social content and were very specific to rebrand topics. And it was those blitzes that made me realize I'm doing this wrong. Like I'm all these other episodes throughout the year, I am doing this wrong. So that's going to be a change coming next year. And then another struggle was navigating summer. I have talked on this podcast before about how much I love my summers with my kids and how I'm able to work a lot less or how I prefer to work a lot less. And then my kids are home with me part time. I'm finding that season might be over. Now, it like kind of breaks my heart to say that. I do and I don't. I still think that I, I, I certainly want flexibility in the summer. I want flexibility, period. And so while there might be weeks where like I don't work on Friday and so I pick my kids up and we go to the pool or we do the water park or whatever, like that's definitely still going to be a priority and going to happen both for what they need and for what I need, navigating part-time childcare in the summer was really, really challenging. And I don't think something that I'm going to do next year, I think next summer we're going to do full-time childcare, probably with the exception of some Fridays where we go do stuff together. And I'm really excited about that. It's bittersweet because they're not babies anymore. Like they're, they're, you know, kids (laughs) with needs and friends that they want to hang out with and social lives and all these things. So like it's bittersweet and also it feels like it's time. And my kids are excited about it. We we mentioned the idea to them and they were like, yes, like that's what all of our friends do. And that would be so great. So yeah, that's it, it is really bittersweet. And yet I don't find myself feeling that sad about it because last summer was while it was a wonderful summer. It was really hard from that perspective. And I found myself feeling like I was constantly behind at work. And if I feel like I'm constantly behind at work, it makes it so much more difficult for me to show up as the mom and the wife and the partner that I want to be. So I think it's time, even though it's bittersweet. Okay, what's next? This is going to be a long episode, you guys. (laughs) Okay, so what's next? First up, white space. This one's obvious. Whitespace 2.0 coming probably April 2024. We are closing our current location. We will have it until we move unless you hear differently from me. Um, But we are moving out of that location and into a brand new location in the spring. And I'm going to throw a big freaking party. So get pumped for that. I'm going to set a new big scary goal when it comes to money in my business because I'm going to crush that goal that I've been wanting to crush for years. I don't know what that number is going to be as of right now. Um, It probably won't be like a huge jump from this last year, but we'll see. You know, sometimes it's Sometimes it's exciting to set a big, hairy goal and see how close you get to it. So I'm sure that's something that my business coach and I will be working on very soon. 
I'm going to be a grown up when it comes to my finances in 2024. I'm going to plan ahead better. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I'm going to do. That's not very sexy, but I know it's something that needs to happen. And it is something that, you know, if I can look back a year from now and say, I did that, like I planned ahead better and I'm not freaking out at the end of the year or at tax time because I planned ahead better, I'll be very proud of myself. So that's a big one. I mentioned I already started figuring out what podcast topics look like next year so they make more sense with my full business. That's something that is on my radar just so I can work smarter, not harder when it comes to content. I love creating content. It doesn't take up a ton of time for me at this point, but it certainly still takes up time. So the more that I can work smarter, not harder, honestly, the better. I want to have 20 people in two rounds of rebrand, possibly three rounds of rebrand. I'm still figuring this out, but I'm changing up the schedule a little bit with rebrand. I'm going from two launches a year to two back-to-back launches and then possibly a third. It's a four-month program, so that's the full year. I'm excited about this. I still need to kind of figure out some of the details, but I want to get 20 people in the next round. Again, so I can just be done with that 20 and set another goal. I'm looking forward to a different summer schedule next year, even though it's a little strange to say that I'm looking forward to it. I am, and I think it's the right call for my family and for my business. And overall, I'm just looking at ways to incorporate more ease and more automation next year. My businesses are both, so both like photography and coaching and the studio. They're just in really good places. Like I feel, especially when it comes to photography and coaching, I feel like I have waited for years to have what I currently have in place and now I have it. And I am in this season of wanting to perfect it and make it really outstanding and make it easier and easier for me to do my job so I spend less and less time doing my job. So I'm looking for more of that in 2024, and I know that some automation will help with that programs like ManyChat or Imagine AI or you know all of those cool softwares out there. Um, the people that I have that help me in my business, I imagine that I'll be working more closely with them next year with that being a goal as well. So if you stuck with me the whole time, we are roughly 40 minutes in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it inspires you to go back and look at your own year because I guarantee you there's some really incredible wins that you're already forgetting because we do and maybe even some struggles that you can learn from. So thanks for sticking with this episode. I am so excited for 2024. I know that it's going to be another fantastic year. And I hope that you'll come along for the ride. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. 
Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.